Welcome aboard the USS Aeronome. To become a member of our crew, please visit perfectorganism.com slash support. As a patron of Perfect Organism, you'll receive exclusive perks and early access to content. Incoming audio transmission received. Please proceed to Subdeck 3 to begin playback. Thank you, and welcome aboard. I think we ought to discuss the bonus situation. Right. Brett and right. I, we think we ought to, we deserve full shares, right? right baby? You see, Mr. Park and I feel that the bonus situation is really good. Move, get out of there. Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. I am your host, Jamie. Welcome to our five-year anniversary of Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. What a show we have for you guys tonight, slash today, whenever you're listening to it. I am joined by my co-host... Patrick Green. And we're going to go down the line, and we are joined by my original first co-host... Peter Hay. And then my next co-host... Ayo! Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) His name's now Ayo, actually. (laughs) <laughs> and other contributors of Perfect Organism, introduce yourself, everybody. At once. At once. <laughs> All at the same time. Sure. Uh, David Gogol. From Xenomorphing.com. I have to plug that because for some reason he's not. Um, and you see him on Facebook. And Michael McCullough. Clara. <laughs> Is that everybody? Is there somebody else on the call? I feel like there's so many people on I this know. Call. I feel like we're missing somebody. I think but that's I guess, it, though. I guess not. At and any rate. in absentia. Uh, yes. Among them, Sean Sumner, uh, Inga Kolsta, uh, Sean uh, Hewitt, Hewitt, Mike Andrews, Connor, Connor Murdoch, who Connor has Murdoch, a statement. Mike, <laughs> Mike Andrews, yes. But before we get into it, thank you guys so much for coming back, for staying friends, for being awesome. We, Patrick and I have been talking about the show for a, a while now. I think we even put out some feelers for it a while back, but this is five years since uh, I started Perfect Organism with Peter Haight, and yeah. I, felt like, I felt like we needed to celebrate that. It's 2020, and uh, it's an exciting time. It's a crazy time in the Alien fandom, but we'll get to all that later. So before we continue, I'm going to hand it off to Patrick. Yeah, last thing before we get going is just a quick reminder um, if you are interested in supporting us on Patreon, we are so excited by the uptake and support we've gotten lately. It will go towards the show. It'll go towards future projects, of which there are many coming. And it will go towards the next five years of this podcast. Um, for just $2 a month, you get access to our new shit show, show, frame rate, a ton of other content. And if you would like to join, just go to our website, perfectorganism.com slash support. Go to Patreon, search Perfect Organism. That is it. Thank you all for your support. Come on! 
Let's get this shit going. Jamie, take us back in time to the year 1981. When, you started the podcast. <laughs> when I was, was when I was 44 in 1981. <laughs> <laughs> take us, put us back in the, uh, in, in your headspace of when you were first cooking this thing up. Well, I think a lot of people know, certainly everybody here knows, but just for the record, 2015, February, we know all know what was happening then. Neil Blomkamp decided to drop some morsels of conceptual design for an alien project that he had cooking in his heart and in his mind. And I was just so excited that I might be able to see Ripley again. And the first thing I did was I messaged Ali uh, alien. I messaged Aaron Percival from AVP Galaxy and I said, "Is there an alien podcast anywhere?" And he said, "No." He said, "Well, I think at the time they were doing theirs, but it wasn't really it's not really an alien podcast." And so I did some research and I went on YouTube and I found one podcast that there was one episode and it was like from 2 years before or something. And I thought, "This is the time to launch an alien podcast and i coming down off of prometheus and being so let down by that film i thought here we go we're back it's on ripley's on her way back like yes and i was a part of the Wayland jutani bulletin at the time props to them for supporting the show early on thank you uh and i put a feeler out in the Wayland jutani bulletin <laughs> uh <laughs> Patrick early on early on I put some feelers out and early on uh, back when they had 2,000 members and uh, lo and behold a gentleman named Peter Haight answered my call and he was like I I, I think that the message is somewhere in my email inbox and said hey man I, I would be interested in doing this show with you so it started from there and really it was building on the momentum of what Alien could be, where it was going. We didn't know if we were going to get a sequel to Prometheus. I don't think anybody knew anything, but we knew it was exciting. Ridley Scott was talking about another film in the series called Paradise Lost, as we all know, which might have been a sequel. We don't know. But at the same time, Neil Blomkamp was talking about his movie. So I asked Peter to, or he actually asked me, he said, I'd love to do it with you. And I said, sure. I so think we... I was one of the first people to ask. Like, oh, you were the... probably like yeah. the first comment. Yeah. yeah. I think you were the first person and the only person to show like, hey, no, I, I will do this with you. Because uh, most yeah. other people were like, oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. And I was like, I don't want to maybe. <laughs> Peter was the definite. Um, and it was pretty interesting because around that same time, I was um, thinking about starting my own kind of like fandom podcast anyway. So I'd had like a microphone and recording equipment and uh, it just so happened to fall in my lap that Jamie was like, I want to do a podcast. And I was like, me too. Mm -hmm. And then that's how Perfect Organism started. And I think we launched our first episode. Actually, yes, we launched our first episode on February 19th of 2015. And I remember because we had to re-record it. Something happened. We, we had to re-record it. And we're like, oh, it's yeah. coming out on this date. And then we're like, no, it's coming out in a week. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect Organism Podcast, episode one. Thank you, everybody, for joining uh, our first podcast uh, for Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. There's so much going on. Um, I am Jamie Prater, and this is... Peter. Peter Hate. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be your hosts for... Uh, this podcast, and we're really excited about it. There's so much to talk about. Um, I really got into the Alien series when I was about, probably about 12 or 13. I couldn't see Aliens in the theater. I was about 10 when Aliens came out, and I saw it, a clip of it on 
on um, TV and I was asked, my dad was watching, I was like, what is this? And he was like, it's aliens. I'm like, what? And so I started going a little bit crazy at about 10, 11, or maybe 12, 13, not really sure. Um, and then I heard about Alien 3 and that came out when I was 16 and I was raised, raised very religious. So I still couldn't see that in the theater either because it was R-rated. Um, but I was hearing all about it and I bought the comics. and It was great. We had a lot of support from the fandom from people like Aaron Percival, again from Wayland Yutani Bulletin early on, other groups. And uh, I, what was our first episode, Peter? I don't even remember. What was I that about? I think it was, um, I think the big focus of the first episode was how we come from different generations but we both had so much love for alien because at that time i was 21 i'm 25 now and i remember there was about a 20 year gap between us when we first started thanks and, a lot uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you. it's 15 <laughs> it's, it's a six so, month gap <laughs> from, from what i remember it was us discussing how alien had impacted our lives and how we partook in the fandom and uh how we both had different opinions on the same thing but we both had mutual love for it and then i think it kind of branched off from there yeah it really did and you know i remember uh the early days when we first started the page and i remember going to another podcast page and they had twenty two thousand likes and i was thinking i can't wait till we get a thousand likes like thinking that's a thousand <laughs> likes like that's where like and it's just been this slow build up over time and uh and then uh we move forward i don't know how, ryan you're gonna have to remind me when you came aboard the show. Oh uh, man, that's a good question. I think I want to uh, say we had done, we had done an episode on the soundtracks, just you and I. Yes. And we spent some time analyzing those, and then I think we did an Alien Three episode, and then he came in as a guest on that one. Whoa, it was actually I, I have it right here. It was episode twenty one, the first roundtable discussion featuring longtime listener and fan Ryan. Aww, <laughs> That's sweet. Perfect organism podcast episode twenty one. Prometheus. Um, I think. Well, first of all, the good thing. I mean, it's just a beautiful film to look at. It's Absolutely. Just, uh, you know, and that's oh, yeah. that's some really Scott. Yeah, I thought it was a call girl service at first. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> well, there. So funny enough, there were a couple times, like probably within the first dozen episodes, where uh, Jamie would be like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce this time," and we just went straight in, and it was perfect orgasm. So I understand. <laughs> definitely. And he's definitely. like, "Oh shoot, we got to re-record." Oh it. yeah, I was. I that was my my fuck ups didn't stop until how long ago, Patrick? I used to fuck you up the intros. No, I don't. No, I don't. Welcome I to do the not. Dark Crystal show. <laughs> the Dark Crystal <laughs> orgasm. Liar, liar. Jim Carrey's masterpiece. <laughs> the shoulder of the dark crystal organism. <laughs> right. You know, it's funny. I'm looking back at these episodes, uh, you know, from the early days, and you guys jumped around a lot more than I remember. You have like, uh, you you kind of immediately start talking about other movies. Like, there's a Martian episode in here. There's a. Uh, let's see what else is there. There's the Martian. Star Wars. The yeah, the Martian. One? Like the oh, Ridley okay. Scott, the Martian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's one on uh, Blade Runner. There's one on Star Wars. It's in there. I feel like the early stages of the show, it's inter it's interesting how the nature of the show has evolved so much because we're just kind of now starting to get back into doing that again with the frame rate episodes. But early on, the show was really moving around a lot. Well, more it was moving it around, though. Yet. And I think Peter and I had 
discussed briefly that we felt like we could get a broader listenership if we talk about some other things. Like, let's talk yes. about things that we love. Let's talk about other movies. Let's draw people in, and then we can kind of find our trajectory. And we did. Um, so I, I felt like yeah, it was important. I think, I think the idea was that we wanted to take advantage of current events and like current films and video games and stuff. And we wanted to present it to the listeners so they're like, oh, I mean, these guys know what they're talking about. They like a lot of different things. And then we wanted to get in heavy to like uh, the philosophy and, you know, the thematic side of Alien and that sort of thing. Um, I believe that was Jamie's idea because I remember we did the Blade Runner episode and I felt like that was such a seminal episode for us up until that point. And I remember that that was probably where the first inkling of shoulder of Orion came from because we thought we could talk about it once uh, 2049 came out. Uh, and so, okay, so Ryan eventually came aboard. And Ryan, what was that like for you? Uh, it was probably the worst time of my life. I'm just kidding. Dark <laughs> 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was cutting myself a lot during that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> I knew that no, was coming. Awesome. I, I, it was so much fun. And I, I think it came on poetry uh, when uh, Covenant was being filmed. I think it was uh, towards the end of like the latter half of 2016. Yeah, you're right. Um, eventually in 2017, um, I met you, Jamie, down in near Long the Beach. LA area. Yeah. Yeah. We went. Went to go see it, and um, I remember that and, day because you're like, yeah. "Oh, you probably won't come," and I was like, "What?" And I showed up. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, "I'm a fucking hero." <laughs> no, we <laughs> we hung out at Starbucks for like three hours. It was really awesome, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I loved it, man. It was it was a lot of fun getting the getting to talk about it. Um, I think uh, I don't know. I think after Covenant came out and. It was a little later on. I, I think I was a little bit uh, dis disheartened with the Alien franchise a little bit. Um, you know, a few months afterwards, and I, I think I just, uh, you know, I needed to kind of step away and, you know, just because I, I think I just didn't have the enthusiasm for it anymore that I needed for for the podcast to, to do it on a regular basis. Um, and... What I was really excited for was the the possible Bloom Camp film, and um, you know, and then when that fell through, and then Covenant came out and wasn't really a success. You were obsessed with it, and then yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at first when Jamie and I did the podcast, podcast, and my initial reaction was like, I thought it was pretty good. Um, Kind of the more I thought about it, and then when I went to see it again, I was like, "Oh, actually." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that sequence—the of... sequence from when I think I'm getting a little off topic now, but with the sequence when uh, when the guy first gets infected with the spore until David fires the flare, like that whole sequence, everything about it was just amazing. I thought um, I was going to say in defense of Covenant, I feel like up until David shows up is a f perfect first act for an alien prequel film. Before yeah. we get into yeah. that, yeah, though, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's back up because I'm sure we have plenty to say. Um, yeah. So at this but, time, no, I loved, I loved oh, go ahead. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a great time. I'll never forget me and Ryan. Um, we set up one of my, I think your phone, Ryan, because my phone, of course, wasn't working really yeah. well. And we did like a live 
Facebook video cast of our right. our uh, of our reaction to Covenant after we saw it. And uh, we were like, so, uh, but it was just great. Uh, it was the second or third time Ryan and I had met up and we, I drove all the way out to, I can't even remember where we were. And we went to some theater and we were going to see it twice. But then after the first showing, we're like, no, we're not. <laughs> um, but around this time, there's this other guy, kind of jerky guy that I was seeing on Facebook named Dave Gogol. Now we're getting the good stuff. <laughs> uh, Gogol, I, I love how Gogol knew you were talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> like he unmuted his microphone. <laughs> and, but we were coming to a place where I thought it would be great to have some contributors to the show. And of course, it was before Patrick. Patrick was on the cusp of like coming on the show. Um, Certainly, I was at that point, I think, in full rage mode um, again, <laughs> in terms of like the, the prequels and certainly, certainly Covenant. Uh, I mean, I was in rage mode. I was like, I was colossally just angry and disappointed. So, but, but at this point, Dave had started xenomorphing. I was reading it and I was like, this, I, I think I told you, Ryan, I was like, I got to get this guy on the show. Um, and we invited Dave on and... You've been coming on the show intermittently ever since. And at the, around the same time, I meet Clara. And Clara, I don't know how I met you. But then we also met Michael at the same time as well. But let's get to Clara, and then we'll get to Michael. How do we meet Clara? <laughs> Dave has the perfect face for podcasting, I think. I absolutely oh. do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wild. So, yeah, that was... Um... I won't lie. When you invited me on, I was terrified. I'd only done one podcast before with uh, Aaron, some comic book episode. Um, when you invited me to go on, I was like, sure. And then afterwards, I was like, what the fuck did I disagree to? <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, now, like I said, I only wrote, I think, two articles on my uh, on my blog, yet, which I didn't even think were very good. Um, and then you shared them. And I was like, okay, this is off to a good start. And... It's ended up being a wonderful, insane, on-again, off-again uh, partnership uh, since. it's It's been a blast. I mean, as much as sometimes the franchise and fandom has frustrated me, I've had you guys with me the whole way, and it's really made it all better. Absolutely. So, again, around this time, we're also meeting Clara. We're also meeting Michael. And I don't remember, to be honest with you, who I met first. Um, I do remember, I don't know if, Michael, you knew Dave first, and that's how I met you. Oh, no, you are Wayland Utani Bulletin, because we were still a part of that for a while. We were a part of the Wayland Utani Bulletin up until the end of 2017. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think. Well, I I got I kind of lucked into it because yeah, my my thing was uh, you guys. I had heard the podcast. I was at work and I needed to listen to my radio and my, my headphones. And I got one guy said, "Hey, you got to listen to start listening to podcasts." I'm like, "All right, I'll see what's going." On. And I'm flipping through it for some unknown reason. It came up the perfect organism. I'm like, "Wait a minute." The thing that I've had, I have in my head all the time. You can actually listen to other people talk about. So I, I was hooked. And I think <laughs> one of the times I had heard your episode, I'm like, man, if you guys ever need anybody to just talk, because I can just blab for hours. If you need anybody to talk, just let me know. And you're like, sure. And I'm like, okay, that kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting him to come back that quick and say, yeah. <laughs> so I, I was kind of like, like, does he quite know what he's getting himself into? And, and it was just awesome. Like I said, I. I have to agree with Dave. It, you guys, to be honest with you, all of you from the get-go, was the best thing because it was something that, that was very um, important to me. And then to be able to have an outlet to talk about it 
and be like, man, there's other people that agree with me on this subject. There's other people that disagree with me on this subject. And there's other people that just want to converse on it. And that to me was, was ultimate. And, and like I said, that was, that was the coolest thing. The first time I was ever on a podcast and, you know, I was fortunate to this point. I've, I've, you guys actually uh, let the door open for me. So that's, that to me was awesome. So I, I appreciate that. So, you know, thank you guys for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think anytime we've ever had discussions with Michael, uh, Michael, I th- well, I, mostly all of us, except for Peter, I'm sorry. We're all around the same generation. Um, I'm the oldest. Actually, I don't know. Jamie, this is, just, this is your way of trying to erase the fact that you were okay, 20 years older than Peter when you started. <laughs> I was. There's no, there's no, there's no bones about that. Like I, I am 20 years older than Peter. And, but actually me and Dave Gogol are the same age. So I feel a little bit better, <laughs> but it's, um, so, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we're, so, we're all children of the eighties, all children of the eighties so. and early two thousands. Um, <laughs> so which brings me to, again, we're, I'm meeting sort of Clara, Dave, Michael, and P and I'm um, sorry, uh, Patrick. We're all we all sort of meet around the same time, and most of it was through the Wayland Dutani Bulletin. It was fate leading a hand. It was. It really was. Engineered this. So Clara, how did we meet first? I feel like Clara, you knew Patrick before me, but I don't really know. I think maybe you guys were in a prequel group or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I can hardly remember to be honest. <laughs> it's all a bit of a whirlwind. Um, all I remember is you guys. Um, introduced yourselves and you're like would you like to come onto the show and I was like yeah that sounds cool yeah no problem I'll do that um and yeah that was like a lot of fun getting to talk about Alien with other people who really enjoy it Uh, it's because like I, I was in a bubble of people not like liking Alien but not like the way that I like Alien <laughs> so I always felt like the um the odd person out um, so, yeah, it was really uh, amazing to have uh, the support from uh, Jamie and Patrick and, and all of you guys. Seriously, uh, it's it's really great to to have that sort of, like, friendly support in the fandom where where, where people feel accepted for whatever um, uh, passions, they uh, how they decide to um, display their passions for a series that we all love. So... Yeah, it's amazing. And did you have the Utani blog at the time that we all met? Uh, in its it's kind of like in its early inceptions. Yeah, okay. so I've, okay. I've had it. You had the Tumblr though, didn't you? At that point. Yeah, I oh, had the, the Tumblr. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, that's what I remember. That's one yeah. of my favorite blogs. I remember months. that one. Yeah, and then I am um, I upgraded to WordPress and kind of never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Clara because when we were uh, both on the Wayland Jutani Bulletin, uh, I, rem- I remember you and I were very frequently getting <laughs> teamed up on for trying to have constructive conversations about the prequels. And I was like, who is this person? You were so articulate and interesting and like uh, considerate yeah. of other people's opinions. Girl, I have no idea. <laughs> um, and I remember you had that, like a Renaissance or like a Botticelli or something as your profile picture. It was like a Renaissance painting of a woman. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. 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 That, 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 that that's the one that you had. I remember when I when I first came across you, and and I was like, this is a special person, and I'm so <laughs> glad that you have maintained such uh, an incredible place in fandom. Like over the last few years that that we've known you, I feel like you've just carved out such a, a real niche for yourself, and and just been such a great kind of unifying person in fandom. And, and I'm I'm glad we've been able to like be a, a part of that journey. Seriously, it's really uh, impressive. You Absolutely. guys are 
seriously the best. You, you lead the way in everything, and I'm just seriously in awe of what you guys do all the time. So, you know, I want to support that 100%. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So this we will kind of pivot into this period of post covenant rage. Um, <laughs> I will completely, I will completely own up. I was enraged. I stormed out of that theater with Ryan's aid. And then I saw it again with my, my dad and my nephew. And I was just livid. I was so angry. And so I invited Bill Robbie on the show and we <laughs> massacred it. <laughs> <laughs> and Ridley Scott on uh, an episode of Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. <laughs> and I f- and it was fun. Episode 54, Breaking the Covenant. The direction that Ridley went in to begin with, you know, where I stand on Prometheus, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and people are like, oh, well, you know, I kind of get what he was trying to do with Prometheus now, blah, blah, blah. And, See, he should have went that route, and no, like, yeah, I do kind of get what he was trying to do with Prometheus, but it didn't belong in the, the it didn't belong in the Alien franchise, and that it showed. Yeah, he he tried to make something grandioso, and it within the parameters of the universe that was created through Alien. Aliens and Alien 3 It didn't fit so it, it When your foundation is Made of shit then everything you try to build off it after the fact is gonna it's Sink gonna into it. Yeah, yeah, you know I then okay So at this time I think I was also I had written proximity which was an audio drama that I was working on uh, Ryan and I were sort of exclusively working on this and I was casting uh, the lead, which was what's her name? What's Anne? The oh no, well, 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 I got a lot on my mind right now. Yeah, I'm trying to keep. I know I'm trying to like keep everything in order. I know, man. I'm 62. He's got the. He has the rage in his mind now. He's going back to. He's flooding back. He's getting like those those flashbacks. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, no. Uh, so I'm casting uh, the characters of Proximity and Micah Green applies or sends in her like a, a voice audition. And I remember listening to it with, I think it might have been Peter and Ryan. I can't remember exactly, but I remember thinking, this is, the, this is it. She's the one. And I would cast the role of... What's his name? What's your character's name? Aaron. Aaron. I was going to say Andrew, but Andrew's is the last name. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to keep everything in order. Come on. Jesus. Um, And I'd cast the other, I'd cast Aaron and the person I'd cast, he wasn't returning my messages. I was like, I got to recast this. And I think I remember telling that to Ryan. And so I contacted Mike and I said, Hey, who was that guy who read with you? And she was, I was like, is that your, I was like, is that your brother? And she was like, no, <laughs> that's my <laughs> husband. Um, so somehow, um, Patrick and I had a conversation. I think I friended you on Facebook and I said, I really loved your, what you did with the character. And I think we started talking about, we should, we should go back and look at that at some point, Patrick, like our, our first contact with each other. Oh, so I, we're I, re- talk I about remember it. I don't. I was, so okay. Ex- yeah. Thanks. Go ahead. I could, well, you're old. I was so fucking excited. <laughs> 
during this time period. Like, it was so surreal because I was already a huge fan of the show. I listened to it when Peter was on. I listened to it when Ryan was on. I remember loving when Michael and Dave would do their engineering Better World segments and shit. I was, like, a huge fan of the show. Uh, and I used to, it was always my, like, default when I was, like, when I had to get through, like, busy work or something. I would put it on because it was, like, a moment of escapism for me. Because, like, so many of the others on this show have said tonight... For my whole life, this was something that I was the only person I knew who cared about it this much, you know, like because it's not like some like Blade Runner, for example, and the other franchise that we spend a lot of our time with, like very few people, if you casually bring it up with them, will have anything more than like, oh, yeah, that's that like sci-fi movie, right? If you bring up Alien with people like everybody has seen the films, everybody like likes them. It's not like a, it's not an unknown quantity. But like Clara was saying, it's something not that many people care about in the way to the depth that we care about it. And um, and I, I feel like I had been waiting for so long to find people like that. I found that with the AVP forums for a while, AVP Galaxy forums. Which we should um, mention, both Patrick and I were active on the AVP Galaxy forums yeah, for years during before Covenant or before Prometheus, all of that. Yeah. And then when Prometheus came out, I was uh, kind of upset, and, and we'll get into this in our series, and I kind of took a step back from fandom, and then I found, via the Wayland yutani Bulletin, this podcast. And I, and I fell in love with it, and I just loved listening to your roundtables, and I thought it was just so great, and I was so impressed with how, uh, just how how you were able to get so much mileage out of what seemed at the time to me like kind of limited amount of things to talk about. And every week you'd come up with new things, and I'd be like, wow, this is so, I, I didn't know you could sustain something, and here I am fucking 300 episodes later or whatever, we're still doing this. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was a big fan of the show, which is why I forwarded the audition notice to Micah, who is an actress. And, um, and I was like, please, like, I would be you have no idea how excited I would be if you got cast in this alien fan thing. Like this would just make my life. And she knew that it would. So she like, you know, gave the audition her all. And I was just kind of reading lines with her thinking, um, like, I just really hope she gets it. And then when you, when you asked if I could do it too, I think I like literally shit my pants. I might've <laughs> actually shit my pants. I was so excited. <laughs> um, and so that's how we started talking. And I'm, the first thing I said to you after we kind of, you know, gotten to know each other better, other than just you being an admin at Wayland Jutani and telling me to stop arguing with people, the first time we'd really <laughs> no, talked in unequivocally earnest, untrue. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first time we really talked in earnest, I remember saying, I feel like the show has become less enjoyable because of the consistent negativity on it. And it's and I feel like myself and a lot of other people I know who enjoyed Covenant we're feeling uh, really like like left out of the conversation completely or feeling like kind of almost bullied accidentally, although you weren't trying to do that. It happens sometimes as a byproduct of fomenting a lot of anger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes people can feel kind of bullied. Mm -hmm. So I was like, uh, you know, I would love the chance to come on with you guys and just sort of help present an alternative, you know, viewpoint. And so we, uh, I remember very specifically because it was the summertime and I was like, and you were like, yeah, well, you know, we have a bunch of other stuff to do before then. And I was like ready to go like, right then and i had to wait like a fucking month and a half to do this episode and then when i finally came on it was just it was one of the one of those moments in my life that i will never ever ever forget the first time coming on perfect organism it was the first time i'd felt like somebody understood movies the way that i understood them the first time i felt like somebody cared as much as i cared about it and i and i i still you know to a degree i'm kind of riding that initial high a lot you know that the fact that like that the internet made me find somebody who was like a film soulmate for me, you know? And I, I really mean that. And, 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 and then, you know, getting to be friends with all of you guys and getting to find this incredible extended family and getting to get this experience where this kind of two dimensional fandom experience online, where you're just sort of interacting on forums and things became a real three dimensional thing where I have people now all around the world 
who I can talk to and who who get me and who understand this stuff the same way that I do. And it's it's been just an incredible ride. And I'm just uh, I'm thankful every single day of my of my life for it. I really am. Defending Alien Covenant, episode fifty nine. So so I went to the movie expecting to be miserable, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't. I thought it was a great film in a lot of ways, not in every way, but in, in enough ways that I felt totally satisfied as a fan. And, and for whatever reason, retroactively, it made me look at Prometheus in a different light and appreciate Prometheus for what it is. So, and, and I've been, it's funny, the months since it came out, I mean, I can't even tell you how many late-night conversations I've had on that Facebook group, especially, mm-hmm. with people who are so impassioned, just like I am, just like you are, you know, about this, these films. Um, and we see things from such incredibly different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And I know, um, it's just speaking personally, that uh, I have a hard time, like, not taking these arguments personally sometimes. Yes, I, I, yes. I, I, get, I feel like I, I get my hackles up, and I'm like, what, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you... Why are you taking it? Per- like they're not talking about you, you know. They're talking <laughs> yeah. about, no, but, right? But that—that's what happens is you've taken ownership. You know, like I've yeah. taken ownership of Ripley. She's kind of a part of me. So when I see people bashing her character, I'm like, "What the fuck do you think you're doing here? This is my right. mom." You know, like yeah. really, like this is my space did, did, mom. Did you, did you say your mom? Yeah, like Dude, back, me too. I like, always like, thought of her as my mom. Totally, like back yeah. fuck off. Like, and yeah. I would like, and if someone tries to post photos of her, like, in reveal overly revealing or. Compromising, I'm like, fuck no, you're not getting that through, you know? Yeah, like, thank you very much, but no. Yeah, yeah, and so I get it. I get that there's ownership, totally. Yeah. It was and has been amazing, but I think we'll use that to sort of segue into where the show was at. I know it was sort of a crossroads for a lot of us, definitely for me. I was really, really, really angry, really, really angry, and of course... You know, I Get had out. a guest. <laughs> I had a guest on, and I was I was in gatekeeper mode. I was in like lock, like I was locked down. I was like, no, this is done. They fucked it. Fuck Ridley Scott. Like I was like, and I remember seeing and hearing people online saying, and hearing from other people saying, yeah, they don't. People don't really aren't listening to your show as much. And I even noticed a drop in some downloads. Um, and people had said, is this all you're going to do? You know? And I felt a little bit like, well, this is how I feel, you know? Um, but I was, I was in this gatekeeping, you're wrong, I'm right, period of fandom, which I've never been that kind of fan with anything. I've always been fairly diplomatic and, and like, hey, man, we have space for everyone. But I think with Alien, it's, everybody knows this. I'm preaching to the choir right now, but maybe all of our listeners don't. Alien is this place for me, is this thing for me that I feel complete ownership. And I don't mean ownership like it's mine, but like I have stock in it. I have emotional stock in it. it it's important You're to me. Yeah, totally invested. I'd written scripts that me and Peter had read um, and Ryan had read um, in episodes like hours and hours and hours spent holding this very precious thing close to my heart since I was like 14. And I felt like I... I came to this point and we'll get into movie discussions towards the end of the show. But I came to this point after watching alien covenant twice that they've destroyed what I've loved and where is Ripley and who do I believe in? And I was really angry and I I think it was okay that I was feeling that, but I think it wasn't okay that I was sort of lashing out and I was kind of the gate came down. So no one else could offer an, uh, a word in, 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 in not an edgewise, but, 
just another opinion that I would be able to listen to. And Patrick was really that conduit. We're and you know we're we'll definitely play a clip from that that episode. But that was the first time I'd had a discussion where I could start reframing how I saw Alien Covenant. And now I enjoy it far more than I did. I mean, I don't generally like it, but I, I enjoy it more. But that's because I've had discussions, not with just Patrick, but with Michael, with Dave, with Clara, um, with Ryan, and even with Peter, like being able to see there are some good things there and sort of move past this like gatekeeping thing that's so prevalent in fandom right now that's destroyed the Star Wars fandom, destroyed it, dead. Um, and... I, I knew that that's not where I wanted to go. Um, and I really feel like, Patrick, you were that balance that the show really needed at the time to say, hey, well, we can host um, many different opinions and we can still respect each other. And it really was a paradigm shift for the show because we started to say, no, let's create a fandom where everybody is welcome, where you're not stupid if you like Prometheus or you're not stupid if you like Covenant or you're not stupid if you like Alien 3, which everyone knows is my favorite Alien film. Um, and really craft that and work on that and make it make fandom a place where, feel, where people can say, oh, hey, that's perfect organism. They're pretty cool. You know, like I can go talk about, I can go in building better worlds and talk about their group, you know, talk about movies I love without people saying, yeah, that's dumb, you know, which was happening everywhere and it was happening everywhere. So people felt like they had to start a, a, a prequel group so that they could talk about their group or their, their love for these movies safely. And I know that might sound dumb to certain people, but it's really, really true where people didn't don't feel like they're attacked for their opinions. And all of us are on social media all the time, essentially. We know what that's like. We know what it's like to be attacked for their opinions. So really, so I would say towards it was towards the end of 2017, things really started to take a shift and the show transformed. I, I think, I'll be honest with you, Jamie, I think you hit the, the nail on the head on that. You're, what you did, what Patrick did, what what Ryan did, what Peter did, what all you guys did, you guys were literally a lighthouse that brought everybody in that had got bashed for what they liked about the fandom. Your podcast is what brought everybody in. I can I can clearly tell you is what brought me in. You guys doing that is why I came because I'm like, hey, it's like a, a no judgment zone a zone here. We can talk and I don't have to worry about someone barking down, you know, yelling at me, screaming at me. Because, you know, we all like it for different reasons, but I, I think you're absolutely correct on that. Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? I remember, like, so distinctly the the pain I felt um, after Covenant came out when there was so much infighting. And it's interesting. We'll get to listener um, write-ins later in the episode, but a lot of people mentioned that period to them as being especially memorable. And I think it's because it was we were so passionate on so many sides of this issue and there, the future was so jeopardized, and it was just the stakes were so high. And and online in this community that we'd found that really felt like this, you know, incredible garden of delights, like was all of a sudden turning toxic. And it was so it was so physically painful. I still have like really vivid memories of that time. And building better, it's funny, you know, we never really like got into uh, detail on where building building better worlds came from or anything, but. Um, it was a huge paradigm shift for the podcast because, of course, before that, we had been affiliated directly with the Wayland yutani Bulletin, um, which was an incredibly powerful and huge group and full of absolutely incredible people, but where uh, some patterns of behavior were starting to emerge that were um, a little freaky to some of us. 
and we um, <clears throat> decided not to burn bridges or anything, but that if we could, we would be nice to kind of start with a blank slate and try to like create a, a gathering a gathering ground. And I'm so happy looking at Building Better Worlds now, which is still nowhere near the size that Wayland Yutani was back then or anything. But that's not really the point. It's it's the 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 type of engagement we have on there is exactly what I missed. It's open, it's creative, it's fun, it's nobody taking each other down. And I think it's because it's a community that's really set up with this very specific goal in mind of of keeping things civil and keeping things interesting and engaging and trying to avoid gatekeeping. And um and I'm so proud that as a show, we've been able to kind of mirror that in fandom. I think it's been really healthy for for all of us. I, I 100% agree. Um, yeah, I, and I think it, it it really. I think now I can. I think all of us. I mean, anyone can chime in when they want to. But I really feel like alien fandom now, for the most part. Now I haven't been in the Wayland Utani Bulletin in a long time. I'm not a member, but from all of my interactions on general fandom where there's alien anthology group, the AVP galaxy group, which before I continue, I want to shout out to Aaron Percival, who also really helped the show uh, in terms of sharing it, sharing some of the stuff that we were sharing. Shit out of oh, he show. did. He gave us, he <laughs> gave me a lot of advice. Um, he is in some ways why perfect organism exists, but also when I, before I even started perfect organism, I was talking to my friend, Philip who lives in Australia and he had, the dark crystal podcast. I wasn't a part of it at that point, but we became friends because I was looking around for a dark crystal podcast thinking maybe I'll start one of these and I found his. And so I started grilling him. What do you do? What do you use? How do you record? What do you do? Blah, 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 blah. And he just told me everything that he did. And it was because of him, because of Philip that I started perfect organism. And then it just took off from there. And of course it was a slow build. And um, I mean, Again, despite being at odds with perhaps some people in Wayland Utani Bulletin, that group grew to over seven thousand members, and it was because of the the amount of members in that group that Perfect Organism really, really stepped into a larger listenership. So, definitely thanks to them. I mean, I things happen, you know. Everyone goes their separate ways at some point or not, or they circle back around or whatever. I really feel like even all of us as people, I've always been in contact with Peter since Peter left the show. I've been in contact with Ryan. We've been friends since you left the show. Everybody, no one has been like, I hate Jamie or I hate Peter or I hate Ryan or I hate, like, we've just been friends. That's, we, I feel like. Well, people, people have been like, I hate Dave Gogol. Let's be clear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that comes that's up understandable. like ninety five percent of people. That's most people. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, no, but there's, a, there's actually a petition out there. I hate Dave. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's still going. I think it's uh, on. Yeah. Uh, I did hate it? all of you up until about an hour ago. Some <laughs> <laughs> uh... man spitting facts over there. I think that that that, that Google. Um, Petitions on CaptainMarvel.org, right? Oh! <laughs> oh yo, he fucking loves Marvel. <laughs> but no, I really feel like... As, better acted. <laughs> as, a, as a group of people, Britain. we've all maintained decent, friendly relations. Nobody's... En we're not enemies. Maybe we all don't see eye... Have not seen eye to eye or have all agreed on anything. No one's mistreated everyone. And this is the fandom that I that I've always wanted to be in and I can't be more thankful for that. And we're going to probably kind of move in uh, and to talk about some um, listener or yeah, sort of reader comments. So should we get into that Patrick? And maybe all of us can read yeah. one. 
How, how would that sure. work? Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's that's a great idea. Why, how about this? While, uh, while, while I get that ready, why don't we take a moment and go around and share maybe each of our favorite moments in our own time with the show? Outstanding. Well, we need a deck of cards. So Dave and I, we come at it more from the, the comic book aspect because I know him and I, we're big comic book guys. So, you know, I love the fact that, you know, that we were allowed to do our own little segments, um, get more into David, um, the, the actual, the creature elements of it, the mythos behind it. Uh, you know, those were some of the greatest things. Uh, and then <laughs> the, one of my favorite things, and it was completely unalien related, was uh, Patrick and I did a Jurassic Park uh, when uh, was like, oh, King yeah, <laughs> I was gonna bring that up, Michael. I was literally gonna oh, bring that up. That was the best, and uh, I fucking loved thing, that episode. I can, I'll never forget, like, the best thing we're like, well, why would they keep move? Why do they keep making these Jurassic Park movies? And, and we're both fans of it, and I grew up as probably one of my top five movies, and and everything like that. And I'll never forget the comment was, well, I don't know, they keep making dinosaurs, so I guess we're gonna have to keep going with the mistakes. And it was just like over and over and over again. I was like, they, they haven't learned, I guess we haven't learned, but um. Yeah, I just, you know, I I don't know. I I guess that would be my favorite. My favorite thing is just getting on with you guys and just and just, you know, shooting, getting everybody's ideas together. Um like I said, Dave Dave and I, you know, we still back and forth and and stuff like that, especially Patrick and Jamie and you guys have given me the the opportunity where you know, if if I got something going on with my girls and you know, and I got to do something with them, you guys are like, "Hey, you know, if you need to, if you need to jump off, we're here. And, and it's, it's, you've always allowed me just to step right back in where it was. So, um, I would say, yeah, any, any of the ones that we got our little segments were the best. Um, I think the most memorable episode was when, uh, me and Jamie got to interview, uh, Matt and Dane. Uh, I yeah. that was, Oh my God. Yes. I forgot about that. That was awesome. I never, and haven't since had the chance to, to really do that. So I was really, I really geeked out. You know, it was cool. Cause I remember that time, me, I think, along with Michael and Claire, we were petitioning hard for that David uh, drawings book, and to, to actually talk to someone who worked on the movies. And from reading, I learned he worked on like uh, Mad Max and uh, a bunch of others. It was pretty cool. It was pretty surreal. It was definitely one of the the highlights of um, any of the podcasting or or writing I've I've done because I don't have much. Um, opportunity or a connection with really anyone in the industry, so it was, it was really awesome. It was it was nice of Jamie to to let me on and do that, but that that was pretty unforgettable. It's still sometimes it pops in my head. I go, hey, I did that. That's pretty badass. Um, and of course the little um, little things like me, and Michael, like Michael just mentioned, uh, were pretty cool. It was nice to talk on a, a public forum about that stuff. So yeah, I think that'd probably be my answer. Uh, I I mentioned before for me um, the best episode was getting to interview odd studio along with Jamie. Um, that was really cool. I hadn't done anything like that before. So it was really awesome. And I felt like I could talk for like three hours about covenant, <laughs> but I didn't. So that's good. Um, and I really enjoyed actually listening to episodes, uh, where you guys talked about, um, the old arcade games and and the comics i really enjoyed listening to those those are ones that you know i'd be driving along and and patrick would crack some sort of joke and i'd piss myself laughing and try not to crash my car <laughs> 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 um, yeah it was it's just really great cuz like listening to the podcast is like i don't know sitting around a group of friends talking about something you love and that's what i enjoy about it you can kind of pick it up from anywhere 
um, in the set, you don't really have to listen to many in a row to be able to kind of like catch up to everything, which is great. Uh, having a very busy life that I do. <laughs> um, but it, it's really great. Like I, I like um, the way you guys have added some stuff to Patreon. I like the idea of shit show. I, I still haven't had a chance to listen to that because I've had a absolutely <laughs> crazy busy week. It's shitty. <laughs> but so good. And I'm gonna enjoy oh, yeah, good, good shitty. Yeah. Nutty. It's nutty and buttery. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> hours over here. That's probably from the Chipotle. <laughs> I have to say, while we're, while we're laughing for a second, putting the bumper together for that was the most fun I've had editing anything in such a long time. It's because great. many of you participated in this on the on Building Better Worlds. I just asked everybody to share the dumbest line from any alien movie. <laughs> put all of them into the bumper at the same time for this thing. So it's like anybody who hasn't heard that shit show episode, uh, go listen Love to it because it's. Rocks. it's <laughs> this is weird. What as, before we continue? What I do want to say, just based off some of the things that Clara had said, what I love about sort of the friendships that we've had is the doors that it's opened. Uh, not just for the show, but Clara was able to go to Odd Studio and meet Adam Johansson and uh, Dane Hallett and a bunch of people who worked on Alien Covenant, and you know, hold props and. You know, doors, just these these doors of like really were I mean we're these big geeks and nerds and fans. And but then what happened is these doors opened for us where we were able to meet some of our heroes. I was able to go to Studio ADI and meet Tom Woodruff Jr. and Alec Gillis and stand next to props used in Alien Resurrection and Alien Three. I mean, it was absolutely surreal. And actually this is right before well, they've just moved their studios to a smaller location. So I went into the building where they built all that stuff for the films. So I, and then, uh, I believe Dave Gogol, you got to, uh, talk and didn't you interview Alex White or didn't you meet him? Yeah. I got to meet him at uh, Comic-Con in uh, yeah. October. And yes. Patrick also yeah. met Alex White and hung out with him. Yeah. We hung out a few times. Great yeah. dude. Yeah. And yeah, very I, cool so, dude. he's awesome. I just feel like I, 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 it's just a, a really wonderful thing to be a part, you know, be friends with everyone and have us all experience these things that um, we wouldn't otherwise be able to experience if we weren't really, I would say, integral part of uh, a really great fandom. So it's it's been great. Peter, what about you? Oh boy, I get to talk. Um... There's so much. <laughs> like me and Peter, I mean, we had like fifty episodes before Patrick came in, so. Um, I think for me, it was really cool to be a part of that podcast boom that kind of just exploded in the mid 2010s. Like, I mean, you were, you could, you could go on Google and find a podcast on literally anything when we started Perfect Organism. But the one thing that they didn't have was an alien podcast. And I think it was really cool that we got to be a part of that. And now we are so recognized. Well, you guys are, I mean, I can't really claim anything anymore but you're so recognized in the fandom as like oh these guys are awesome they you know they bring great people on the show they interview people from the franchise you know you guys are representing the alien fandom in a great way and i feel like it's been awesome to be a small part of that 
Um, so that's probably my favorite part. I don't think I have a favorite episode that we did because they were all so great. But, you know, it was awesome to be a part of that at the beginning. And it's making me want to come back, honestly. <laughs> I think the the one that I, I, I mean, I really enjoyed doing, you know, all of them. And, um, you know, it, they're just you guys are just so great at uh, at podcasting. And it's just uh, it's it's a joy to listen, listen to you guys. I think the one that really sticks out in my mind was when we got to interview uh, Laura Lefko. Um, she's a oh, yeah. voice actress. Uh, she does like a spot on Ellen Ripley. It's just, it's uncanny. Um, it was, it was really cool. Actually hearing it the first time on one of those audiobooks, I was like, that's Sigourney Weaver. And Jamie's like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I, remember I double, I double checked the credits. I was like, wait, what the, I'm like, holy shit. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> she's it's amazing. Uncanny. And it's also a weird yeah, organism word, episode. It's... Cause it sounds like Sigourney Weaver's on it. <laughs> it's like, a little, it's a little strange. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that was a lot of fun, and like set, just setting up the interview and getting to talk to her a little bit, and just really cool, um, you know, getting to experience that, and then also um, helping helping out starting the website and the Patreon, and uh, yeah, that was really enjoyable. And then I just joined as a patron, and just seeing like all the the new ones that you guys have gotten, just become such a huge list and that was uh that was really cool to see that i was like and that's awesome you got so many more supporters now and people that really really believe in this um and and i think it's only going to get you know more and more popular and you're going to get more and more support as you keep going and um that was just that's great to see kind of the fruits of the labor you know peter i i there's so much that we've been a part of i I can pick one that is really special to me in terms of favorite moments. I don't really know. Like I, I loved being able to go to the theater and watch alien covenant with, with Ryan. I thought it was fantastic, but I also, you know, this past year for the 40 year anniversary, Patrick and I interviewed Diane O'Bannon and one of the best interviews that uh, I've been a part of. And uh, just to be able to speak to the father of aliens wife, you know, and hear about him and, hear about just everything. I mean, so much. She was just so heartfelt and kind and transparent and warm. And it just, you know, and then that same year, Patrick and I met up and we went to the alien exhibit in um, at USC. And I picked him up uh, on a Sunday and we drove from the airport to USC and we just, we stood in what felt like holy ground for two hours. I don't know, Patrick, it felt like forever. I felt like we couldn't leave. Like we didn't want to leave. And, uh, that was a really, really, really magical thing. So that, those are my moments right now. Yeah. The, the Diane O'Bannon one really sticks out for me too. It's funny. And we're going to read a comment from her actually in a few minutes, but I really, um, there was just something so special about that for me. I really felt like Dan O'Bannon, who is this sort of spectral presence for us because he's been a part of our heads and our hearts for so long, but you know, he's gone now and we'll never be able to talk to him. I really felt like he was there with us in that interview. And I just, I just remember my windows were open cause it was a summertime and I just heard bugs outside chirping away. And I was thinking, man, like it, when, before I'd been on the show, like the, the chances of me ever getting access like that to these films that I love so much, where it just like, there was not anything I ever even thought would be possible. And here I am just having a casual conversation 
with this woman who was an incredible woman in her own right and also is a linkage to like this the source material that has defined a huge part of my life for so long. Um, I, I just briefly, I think a lot of my favorite moments have just been moments where we've laughed a lot. Uh, I, I, one of, I was bringing this up the other day with, with Ryan and Jamie, but one of, one of my favorite memories um, so far with Perfect Organism was, we were, I don't even remember what episode, I was trying to figure out what episode this was and I couldn't, but somebody will find it at some point. But one of the first times we asked for everybody to like submit feed, like a comment for us to read, <laughs> it was some sort of like a heavily opinionated show topic. And we had like, I mean, it was an, an an impossible amount of comments. Like there were more comments on this thread than we have people who liked the page. It was out of control. And because it was the first time we'd done it like all together like that, I was like, you know what? We have to get through every single comment. And Ryan was like, okay, but I have to like go to an appointment like in two hours. And I'm like, oh, of course we're going to make it. It's fine. <laughs> it, an hour and 50 minutes later, we're not even like a quarter way the way through. And I'm like, we're fucking finishing this, Ryan. <laughs> so he's driving to his appointment and trying to fucking contribute while he's on the road. Jamie and I are like losing our eyesight because we've been staring at the computer for so long. And then he parks at his appointment and just sits in the car while we finish this episode. <laughs> and I just remember we were like so loopy by that point that everything was so funny and it reminded me a lot of like that feeling that I, I used to have and that I never get anymore, which is when you had sleepovers as a kid with your best friends and you were up too late and everybody was kind of like loopy, you know? And then and everything someone was says funny. like poo-poo and everybody starts laughing. <laughs> Everybody's just gone. Yeah, exactly. And there are so few times you can experience that as like a grown-up. But I, I really feel like most of the times as an adult that I've experienced that feeling of sort of being up late and being with like people I really love and care about and laughing really hard – they, like all of those memories have been podcasting experiences for me over these last few years and perfect organism, especially this is something that Jamie and I talked about like a year ago because, you know, we have these two shows that we do together that um, are both pretty rigorous and there's a lot of material we have to and like seven shows between us, by the way, <laughs> we have other shows. Also. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sort of a problem. But for, for Perfect Organism and Shoulder of Orion, you know, we were, we were thinking about, like, what are the sort of the different characteristics of these shows and how can we make sure that even though they're both sci-fi fan podcasts with a lot of overlap, that they feel like really, you know, different and that we kind of can capitalize on our strengths. And we realized that, like, the strength of Perfect Organism or one of the main strengths of it is just that it's become fun. It's become kind of funny. Like, we, we give each other a lot of shit. We have guests come on that are absolutely hilarious. We have these roundtables with all of you people who are very funny and love to laugh. And um, and so finding opportunities to like let loose a little bit and to stop being so uptight for me has been great. Because, you know, when I first started this stuff, I was so nervous all the time. Every episode, you can hear me on these early episodes trying to like make sure I don't sound stupid, make sure I don't like, you know, let there be too much silence or anything. And now I'm like talking about Jamie having dildo <laughs> collections in his closet coming to life and attacking what? him in the middle of the night and shit. No, like, and pa- this it, is Patrick ever after every episode when he first joined. We should redo it. Don't publish it. Don't publish it. <laughs> Let's redo it. Let's redo it. <laughs> Was that okay? I, I still I still think that. I just don't see it. I don't I don't say it anymore. <laughs> I used but to I remember, have like, that same anxiety too. Like we used to get so many people commenting, Oh yeah, the young kid just said everything is cool. Right. <laughs> Like, talk about my self-esteem going in the shitter like i'm 20 years old barely i barely know what the world is i'm sitting here talking about alien i'm saying everything's cool kid <laughs> still like in diapers in fifth grade just like <laughs> an actual baby um i remember another one of my favorites was the queen episode which we didn't go into thinking it was going to be what it became but the, you know as people have I'm, I'm sure have like picked up at this point We've been doing these extended series that um, 
are kind of open-ended so we revisit them but we try to focus on one movie at a time now when we can so we can kind of like be better about getting research done and trying to like sort of maintain the show so it doesn't feel like we are you know running out of stuff to talk about because we're not but it's easier if you organize a little bit and uh and so the aliens series 40 miles of bad road was really for me just so memorable because it was just from beginning to end such an incredibly fun time and and we had this episode about the queen and jamie started with i don't think she's that great and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> the episode was like everything was thrown out the window. Yeah, and we just fucking yelled at each other for an hour and a half. And it was just so much fun. And uh, and I, I will never forget that my last memory. And then I'm going to shut up. My last one that I wanted to bring up was proximity. There's some behind the scenes things that I should talk about while we're while we're taking a moment. So when we went into this, we knew Ryan was going to have a voice part in addition to, you know, helping out in a million other ways with it. But um, we didn't realize that, like, there were quite so many extra voices that we hadn't cast. And we were, like, about to start editing it. And we were like, Ryan, can you also do that? So Ryan is, like, 12 <laughs> characters in that. But to differentiate 42. Every He's 42 he characters. Back, <laughs> every single time he comes back, we just moved his voice up or down a little bit. So, like, if you listen in the background, there's these characters screaming at each other. And it's all Ryan. But just sometimes he's like, get him away. Oh, no! <laughs> um, he's convulsing. <laughs> he's gonna fall <laughs> and then uh, there were other voices in the background of that scene that for some reason Jamie and I had missed and we just had never cast these two voices and I'm sitting there literally editing that scene and I'm like oh my god we need two people and my baby at that time I only had one kid no I got no we had two kids but one of them was an infant and then one of them was three so my three-year-old was like walking by outside the, the door and I was like Jude come in here and then my mom who was babysitting basically because I was finishing this thing was walking with him. I was like, can you guys just come in here and just like say these lines really loudly into the microphone? So the people screaming in the background are a baby and my wonderful mother screaming to save to save uh, my character or to save the character who's being attacked. And then my child is screaming, daddy, no, because he was playing a kid. Um, that was so much fun. I, I just I've loved all the chances we've had to laugh and come together on this thing. And I just uh, I'm, I'm really grateful for it. You guys want to do some listener feedback? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do, do some it. listener feedback, and then let's uh, do what this show does well, which is have a little bit of a discussion, and we can. And that I sort of have a an invitation for everybody towards the end um, that uh, I'll get to. Um, I mean, we are we're, we're launching a new series um, pretty soon. Uh, Patrick and I have a, a great Alien Three score episode that we're working on, um, and we're going to release. But after that will come our series on Prometheus, which should be very interesting because, well, yeah, it'll be very, <laughs> it'll be oh, very interesting. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of listener feedback in terms of what are their, some of their favorite moments from perfect organism and i'm going to start with diane o'bannon as we just discussed is the wife of dan o'bannon and she was just an incredible guest on the show and she says i certainly enjoyed being on being on you ask such great questions again uh, i shit my pants when i when i read that that was pretty amazing <laughs> uh mike andrews our good friend and collaborator says uh, the in defense of covenant episode both jamie and patrick had awesome points and i love that jamie was able to concede that some of covenant was worth seeing and patrick was able to articulate ideas i've wanted to for a while about that film you guys work really well together especially when you disagree everyone on that episode rocked i didn't concede shit <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, there was there was a, a really good one on here from Andy Geek Girl. Uh, says the one I was on, of course. Love chatting with you, and I love the roundtables. Loved unpopular opinions. Uh, the interview with Diana Bannon, the whole Forty Miles of Bad Road series, and the episodes that focus on characters. The unpopular opinions was was so much fun. I have to apologize. Also, I titled there. We have two fucking uh, episodes that are both called "Nuke the Site from Orbit." <laughs> so that was a, such was a great title. Oh well, it's a great one. And uh, and the second one that the one that Andy Geek Girl, our dear friend, is mentioning uh, was the uh, the second one, the unpopular opinions episode, which is another one where I laughed so hard I almost uh, fainted. <laughs> uh, then we have a comment from Violetta and Sika who says perfect organism is great by itself and defending Prometheus and Alien Covenant as great movies and great additions to the Alien franchise well Thanks. said absolutely oh, I got to read a Clara's quote look at that <laughs> my favorite was interviewing Odd Studio with JM and that's such an odd <laughs> <laughs> it is a great episode. Anybody who hasn't listened to that, it's it's super, super good. I am going to read out um, James L. Willis. Whenever Jamie goes hard on the prequels, the round yeah. table, and when Patrick confuses <laughs> me with big words, so all of them. <laughs> <laughs> same, James, same. Spontaneous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Travis Anderson says toxicity and the state of fandom is my all time favorite. It hits the nail on the head with issues facing a lot of fandoms these days. And I regularly rewatch it or re-listen to it. That was actually, there was a video for that one too. So that, yeah, there oh, was, okay. that was right, really, cool. that was during the that wasn't sort of initial stages. Gen X are in here. Gen X are in here. <laughs> the, the best generation. True, true. Okay, boomer. <laughs> wow, it took you guys that long to say it. <laughs> whatever, whatever, Exennial. Um, Eric Paul says, I love the deep dives of scripts and post-production for Alien 3 and Resurrection. I do too. I thought that those were some really fun. I mean, who I, I, I could talk about Alien 3 all day, all night. So that, those were great episodes. And luckily for you, we're talking about it tomorrow night as well for the episode that will air just before this one does. So you guys will see how that goes. After I watch Picard. Uh, next, we, oh, nice. <laughs> we have a Brian Amerling. Who said, uh, watching the rabid debates around Prometheus and Covenant, two films that I very much loved. It was nice to find some like minds. Mike Dennis says, happy anniversary with champagne and some clinking glasses. Um, anytime Patrick gets angry, I love that stuff. Everybody <laughs> loves Patrick getting angry. If Jamie's not raging, Patrick has to get angry. That's just the way <laughs> it works. Oh, this next comment's gold. <laughs> <laughs> so Jason Romeo Legger says, when I outed Ryan Zeeb for being an android. <laughs> You didn't say anything about an android being on board. Why, Why not? not? <laughs> I prefer then, Stay away from I'm me, shocked. Ryan. You got that straight. Bradley <laughs> quipped back the time Jason outed Ryan Zeke for being an android. <laughs> 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 had Ryan. Tyler Thompson says, I just listened to the Toxic Fandom episode again. Really great stuff. Required listening for nerds. I also love the Resurrection miniseries. So let's get to it. Connor Connor Murdoch, who unfortunately couldn't join us tonight, um, he said, 
That time I slept in for a round table and Patrick started playing bagpipes over the call <laughs> and I eventually joined and he Scott up. <laughs> I will not forget that. Uh, on that episode, it, it, so we're, we start the episode wondering where Connor is because he was supposed to be <laughs> And then like halfway into it, he just like shows up. And Connor Murdoch, like his voice is already very kind of like low and groggy sound. Uh, he has a very low voice. He's got and he the, was also like asleep. So he just comes like, hey, what you're doing up in the middle of the night? And then, and then I have this fucking bagpipes coming on. That was a Jamaican <laughs> accent. I apologize. What <laughs> <laughs> went up in the middle of the night, man? <laughs> <laughs> Slapping the bass. Oh, we're running. I can still remember we were in a call with with Connor one time, and I can remember watching the video, and like all of us started asking stuff. Did he fall asleep? I think he's asleep. Or 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 Connor's or his videos upside down. Like his video, <laughs> his videos upside down for like an hour. Like Connor, like what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we're like, everybody's like, play back the video. Did he move? Play back. I can't think. You guys play back. I don't know. We're like going. Ooh, Rod Ashes. <laughs> don't sleep. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the next <laughs> comment. The next comment is from Darren Gold, and he says, I go with the first couple episodes Patrick was on. Oh, look at that. Just prior to that, the podcast had become bitter and unhappy with the release of Covenant. But I think an important corner was turned at the time and really opened the doors for us. Coven, Coven, whatever, or whatever. Covenites? Thank you, Darren, for that wonderful... Covenantians? 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 I call them cult. Covenantians. (laughs) <laughs> I call them cuff shitters. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm going to break this pattern for one second and read Connor's thing if that's okay. I'll, I'll just read sure. part of it. So Connor Connor wanted to join. He couldn't get off work, but he sent us uh, a short novel to read. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but just to give you a moment of it, he said. Um, it's hard to believe it's been five years since this monster was first born, and it's been amazing to watch it grow from strength to strength, alongside with the fandom through what's been a pretty tumultuous period, but most things worthwhile are forged in the fire of hardship. I still remember when I first talked to Jamie during my interview process to join the team, and holy shit, it was the most nerve-wracking interview in my entire life. Despite not making the cut at the time, Jamie and Patrick still let me join the team at a pretty dark time for me, and I threw myself into building better worlds with abandon. I'll forever be grateful to you guys for giving me that opportunity. Um, and he basically just says, thanks for everything. He said, have a drink to the future. Have a good night, people, and a fun recording. Oorah to ashes. Connor, we love you, and your contributions to fandom are absolutely incredible, and you're a huge part of our fandom family, so thank you. Absolutely. Amen. Who's next? I guess that was me. Um, Jess Van Gozen says, the 40th anniversary shorts episodes with a heart. Those are fun. Um, it was fun to talk about all those epi- all those short films. You know, there was just it was just a lot to talk about. It was a lot to take in. That was a really great year for fandom, and it was the sort of the the last hurrah of 20th Century Fox, now known as 20th Century. Um, the world has changed, and we'll get into that later. I'm going to read the comment by Frank Paul. Uh, he said the Diane O'Bannon interview, Covenant Roundtables, Patrick's summation of Vincent Ward's Alien Free Script, and the Ripley Roundtable standout. Uh, I'm going to read the next two because they're pretty short. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mitch Mitchell just put uh, intense guttural laughter. Oh! <laughs> 
That's and then good. and then our, our very own Dave Gogol said anything with myself, obviously. <laughs> Which is the joke he already Thank said you. on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I love it. Uh, Chase Kupo says, Alien Day 2019 Roundtable is definitely one of the best episodes of the past while. Any episode could be mentioned here because there are always so many funny, endearing interactions, and all, I always feel like I'm learning something when you guys work through a discussion. It's a great show. Big ups to the bagpipes in that episode. <laughs> and I think that closes it out. Yeah, that was great. I, I think uh, it's 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 really been great. I mean, I, I we all go through periods of, like, I, I think last year towards the end of like the big alien day push and towards like probably the end of August, I just bottomed out with alien Patrick knew Patrick's like, are you going to finish um, the, the web series? You're going to do it. You're going to post the last episode. You're going to put like for six months. No, not that long, but like four <laughs> months. Was almost, I was like, Jamie, we have every episode, but the last one, I know, I know they, they were all five days apart. I just and couldn't nine months before. The I final know, episode. not nine months. I couldn't muster oh, any more any more uh interest like i just i was burnt out i was completely burnt out and the idea that like fox was dying and um it was becoming disney and we didn't really know what was happening some things were being canceled i really i just lost hope for for alien to be honest with you i really really did and i didn't know if i wanted to talk about it in the but you know Patrick was there and he's like no we can do it we can do it and of course we got through it but I I just didn't have a lot but then I, I sort of was reborn by fire and I found the the inspiration um and I think some of that has to do with like um when the the alien play that happened in New Jersey was it oh right yeah. yeah and that like went around the world like I mean Everybody was talking about it. Ridley Scott was talking about it. Sigourney Weaver was talking about it and showed up there as we all saw the video. It was a really exciting time, and um, it just sort of revitalized my own inspiration for the show that I had started. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's not been – it's not always easy, but it, it's always fun um, when I'm there. So I really – again, it's a testament to all of you guys, Peter, Ryan, Patrick, Michael, Dave, Clara, um, Mike Andrews, Sean Sumner, John David Roman, just a shout out, Connor Murdoch for sure, all of you guys. It's just it's just been really, really great. But I, I thought what we could do to sort of end the show is have a discussion like a lot has happened. Mm -hmm. uh, 20th Century Fox is no more, essentially. It's called 20th Century. There is no head of I Alien IP anymore. Uh, we don't really know what's happening. What do you guys think? And we can just go around or whatever, whoever wants to say it. What do you guys think is going to happen with Alien? You know, um, I'm, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I know you guys. Like drops in. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I still think it's kind of low on Disney's, um, I, I would guess I would say on their priority list right now. Um, unfortunately, I just, I feel like Disney's focus is Disney Plus and Star Wars franchise, both, um, you know, and but mainly I, I just feel like they're they're more focused on things that could make them, uh, you know, a good profit. And I, I think they're kind of looking at the alien alien franchises. You know, it's Prometheus was fairly successful covenant wasn't at least i mean financially and i don't know i i, I feel like they would kind of they're just kind of not sure if they want to 
really invest in in the franchise. Um, at least that's my my view. Uh, there could be things going on um, behind the scenes with the executives that maybe they are interested. I hope they are. Uh, I think um, I really I still believe in Disney that they could do um, kind of revitalize the franchise. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just think right now they're kind of focused on you know just the the Disney Plus and just uh, maybe the more like Pixar, obviously things that are just gonna you know have more financial um, um, you know positive earnings, things like that. It's just I just think Alien's kind of a risky endeavor, and especially for. Uh, you know, a company that focuses mainly on family entertainment, you know, um, and so, yeah, but we'll see. I, I mean, I, I kind of hope I'm wrong. I hope they are pushing for it. I keep hearing Ridley Scott is always in discussions with trying to get the uh, the next, I'm guessing the final prequel made. Um, but uh, yeah, I just don't I just don't really know where where Disney's at with that right now. But I'm thinking it's it's not really high importance for them i think aliens gonna sit dormant for a while like it did um before prometheus and i think it's gonna come back with some media push like maybe they'll reboot it or they'll do a retelling of it like they'll do a force awakens to alien or something which people might like which people might not like um but if they want to keep the franchise afloat, they're going to have to make more video games. They're going to have to make more books, more toys, that kind of thing. And Disney has always been about marketing and merchandising. So I feel like Alien's not going to die. It just might go on a hypersleep for a while and come back in a completely different way. I'm along the same lines. I think it's going to be um, supported, but just little dips here and there. We'll see, like, Lenard has those toys out. Um we'll have the comics i think we'll get little i think we'll get little projects here and there um if we're lucky maybe one of the you know maybe something on one of these um subscription services would be nice maybe as a little as a little feeler um i'm hoping that dark horse keeps doing these scripts they're doing alien now of course this is my selfish but i'd love for the prometheus engineer script to be adapted to a comic book form i think that'd be pretty cool um, but for the full Alien IP, I don't know. I think it's just going to sit there until they decide it's worth it's worth investing in. I know really, like Ryan was saying, it's pushing hard to finish the prequels, um, which would be nice at least to to get it on screen. Though I still maintain that's going to be finished too in a in a comic book or or a series form. Um, but I could see I could see them doing a, a kind of reboot relaunch of it when they eventually decide to do it. Um, hopefully, when they do, it's a completely new, separate story. But um, that's really what I think we're at this point. I think it's a waiting game. I think there's still going to be little things here and there, but that's really it. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I'm on the outside of this whole bubble, uh, to be honest with you, because um, I do not want to see Disney make an alien movie. I just plain and simple. I don't want to see them make an alien movie because I don't I don't want them to put less um, or make it cheaper or, you know, you know, knock it down or dumb it down or anything just to try to make some profit. out. I don't I'd rather see I'd rather see them give it to a smaller, um, 
you know, smaller company or, or something that in the facts that somebody who is very passionate about these series itself would want to put their all into it. Um, I don't, like I said, I, I just don't want to see it dumbed down, um, turned into try to be a cash cow. And, and I just, you know, luckily right now we have, there's a ton of new, um, comics and graphic novels out right now. So it's, that's kind of nice. Cause that's sort of keeping everything afloat. Uh, I know that's really keeping the, the true fans kind of keeping them filled with stuff going on. And, you know, there's been a couple new novels out and there's been some stuff like that, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of off. Not, not, not that I can say that the last few movies that, that Fox has, has done the, the, uh, the justice to it as well, but that just scares me. I just, I don't want to see Disney. I'd rather want to see somebody that's passionate about sci-fi, passionate about horror movies in that genre, take over it and really put their whole heart into it. And, and instead of letting 15 people above them in another area, tell them what to do or dumb it down, or you can't do this. Well, we need this in order to make it a, a you know, a fan flick, or we need to, to pull kids in, or we need to pull this area. in. I just want to see someone that's passionate about it, do it. That's, I mean, that's pretty much my thing. I think A24 can make an amazing alien reboot, you know, something in the vein of like annihilation or ex machina, you know, get, um, I can't, for the life of me, I can't think of who did those, but it's the guy that did Dread. Alex uh, Garland! Yeah, get, get He's directing the next film. I'd rather have Mike Flanagan do it. I mean, I would watch that, but it should, it should be Alex Garland. Garland's working on a <laughs> Garland's working on a series right now, isn't he? I believe. Yeah, Devs yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. in yeah. a couple of months to Hulu yeah. via FX. And I think that's good. also the network that uh, Raised by Wolves is coming out on, right? By Ridley Scott? Or is that HBO Max? I can't remember. Clara might know. Uh, I thought it was TNT, TBS. No, it? no, they switched. They went to a, um, it, it switched from TBS or TNT to a streaming service. And it's either Hulu or it's HBO Max or something like that. My, my thing is just where would it fit? Because if you figure, okay, so just, so they decide they decide to make an alien series. You know for a fact they're not going to put on Disney Plus. Can you imagine all those, if you've ever seen the Disney Plus and then having like, it, it just, it doesn't fit. Like well, any of those yeah. movies, I, I don't know. Disney, Disney owns, owns Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. 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 So they could put more adult stuff on Hulu. And 20th Century is its own brand. 20th Century is going to be releasing its own film. So that's mm -hmm. where it would release. Um, and I also know the guy who did Legion, who, which is an incredible show if you guys haven't seen it. It's a, a Marvel series. Noah, What's, Noah, Noah, Noah Baumbach? No, not Baumbach. It's Noah, Lar Noah Brie Larson. Noah, <laughs> what the fuck is it? Noah Holly, Holly. Noah Holly, is yeah, it Noah Holly? Fargo. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Noah Holly. He was yeah. he was actually developing an alien series, and if anyone could do it justice, that man could. And th uh, this is while this is before Fox was bought or the merger was complete. Somebody in charge said, "No, we need to leave Alien for the movies," and they let it all go. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, look at but, the Mandalorian. That's like the best Star Wars thing in like ages. Yeah, and that's just yeah. booming with success. Yeah. That's because it's actually There's, new characters doing new things. Exactly. But we'll get into that if at some if other they made an alien series in the vein of the Mandalorian with like a nameless background character yeah. that just so happens to encounter so many amazing things and exciting things that happen in the alien universe, you could have an amazing fucking show. Oh, totally. Yep. Totally. Didn't, uh, didn't Blumhouse, didn't they throw their hat into the ring there at one point? He no, said no, he'd they, like they were, to. They were rumored to. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. Okay. yeah. He yeah. said, I think there was a tweet by him saying he'd love, someone said, you should get the alien IP, and he, he tweeted back saying, working on it. 
Um, which, oh, wow. and, but Disney will never. Alien, despite there being a lot of misfires, is colossally profitable. Um, oh yeah, for for Disney, there is profit to be made. They're not going to let that go, and it's a legacy project. It's sort of now forever tied to Ridley Scott. But before we continue, we haven't heard from Clara. Basically, I think with the way the state of the fandom is now, like the, the most recent news that we've gotten is with the Alien game, the MMO. Apparently, um, Cold Iron Studios has been sold to a mobile gaming company called Scopely, and now they've put Cold Iron, or at least the Fox Next Games section that doesn't have anything to do with mobile gaming, um, they're putting it up for sale. So it, it's just been bought and sold as as soon as like the 23rd of Jan, so quite recently. Wow. Um, so it's it's really hard to say where that project is going. And originally... The idea was there's this character that we were supposed to be following this arc. So uh, the character of Olivia Ship going from Alien Echo and then it was going to go over to the comic, which was Rising Threat, which got cancelled, which was supposed to tie into the game, which uh, apparently had like, you know, this, this whole like interconnected arc of like stuff that was supposed to be happening for the IP is just all up in the air now. And it's it's disheartening for uh, fans to not have any word from Disney at all in regards to it. All we have is like brief glimpses of Alien in trailers pr- promoting, like, and we're trying to kind of for- formate some sort of news story around basically nothing at the moment, which is like we're starving for something. And I think Disney at least could do something for us. Uh, I think people who are given the opportunity to expand on the IP right now, which is like, you know, for example, the Alien RPG, you've got uh, the Lanard toys, you've got books coming out from Titan. There's heaps of stuff, I guess, for people who are fans and collectors uh, in the EU who appreciate comics and the books. But for the, the movie going types, that there hasn't been anything since the 40th anniversary shorts. And th- those were great, but I want more. <laughs> I don't want this to be the end of Alien. Um, it, it'll be very sad that if it continues on like this, and I, I, I really want what Jamie wants. I want to see a TV series. I want to see, you know, another film, something that everyone can really enjoy and come together with. It would be a really amazing. That's what I want to see coming out of the fandom yeah. uh, after the 40th anniversary. Alien definitely needs its Mandalorian, that's for sure. And there's no better time for yeah. it than like now. And there's so much to choose from, so much. Like there, there are so many stories that you could tell um, in the Alien series. Whether it's a story about somebody who works for Wayland Yutani, huge. Yeah, like whether it's, I mean, uh, I, there's just so much opportunity. Um, and I think Alien, to be honest with you, is difficult of a time that this might be. It's, I think, sort of necessary because I think Alien is trapped in, essentially, new characters doing old things. Old characters doing, you know, I mean, or, yeah, just or old characters with new names doing these old things. I mean, it's we're just seeing that. No matter what kind of enjoyment we're having, it's trapped in this cycle that I think it needs to break free from. Now, I think Ridley Scott could come back and make an incredible third film to the prequels. I really, really do. I think that there's there's just some great 
there's great ways that you could tell a story that wraps that all up. I don't, I don't know how plausible that is to be honest with you, especially with uh, Covenant essentially flopping. I mean, who's gonna who's gonna make it? Who's gonna finance it? Who's gonna produce it? It's not that's not gonna happen. Well, I, I mean, unless unless. 20th century via Disney says, oh, yeah, let's give Ridley Scott his last one. And I know Disney or Ridley is working on a Merlin series for Disney, which is probably good for Alien if Scott's even interested in Alien. And to be honest with you, I don't think Ridley Scott's interested in Alien anymore. It's very, very clear he isn't. I don't know if he's the best man for the job. I think maybe as a producer, um, if anything, my hope were to be some see someone like Denis Villeneuve, which would not ever happen yeah. unless, he, unless he's interested in it. Yeah. And he said, no, I'd, I really would love to tell an alien story. I really feel like that's the way that it's got to happen. Someone who, with clout, with, and that wasn't Blomkamp. He had flops. No, he wasn't a titan of the film industry. He wasn't going to get a film made unless the, the studio said yes. And the only way I think a film is going to come about is if someone like the people we've been discussing would say, hey, I'd really like to make an alien film. And I think Disney would be like, sure, have at it. What do you want to do? We're all for it. I think, um, you know how like uh, when George Lucas went from the original Star Wars to Empire Strikes Back, he handed the reins off to other people and he just kind of let them do their thing. I think Alien could have a good conclusion to the prequel trilogy if it is going to be only a trilogy if they let someone else take the reins like Irvin Kirshner and maybe Ridley Scott just has some creative control over the story. Cause I think he's an amazing executive producer. Whenever he produces stuff, it's great. Whenever he directs yep. stuff, it's like, uh, okay. You know, I think someone else really needs to take the reins for the last one, even if it's, you know, like, you know, like a power play by Ridley to do it, but you know, someone else really ought to. And he just maybe, you know, Point the right point in the right direction and let someone else do it. Totally. If anyone wants to see uh, a series that's been produced by Ridley Scott, look no further than the first season of AMC's The Terror. Absolutely fucking amazing masterpiece. Yes, just the Incredible. first season. But don't just, look at the second season. I haven't watched the second <laughs> season. Which he also executive don't, produced. Don't bother. It's not that don't good, bother. huh? That's really that's it's sad. fucking awful. But especially the first such is an really important. Good. It's a, such the an important season, topic. There's a third season coming too, apparently, and and I'm like. I'm very nervous about it. <laughs> it's like True Detective, where you have this amazing first season, and the second one is like, "What was this garbage?" Well, the third season was. Terrific. I thought the first season of oh, True Detective was amazing. absolutely wonderfully good. Absolutely. Um, I want to just throw my two cents in. I think that, uh, in looking back now on 2019, which I think we can all agree was a really strong year for fandom, um, I'm I, I feel this sense of loss a little bit about what we had with 20th Century Fox, even though. They were so all over the place with this franchise. And even though we got so much weird shit through the years and so many different turnarounds, um, the love that they evinced in that last year for the films and for our fandom was really kind of amazing from the very beginning of the year to the very end of the year. It, what we what we saw, we didn't really know at the time, was basically kind of the death rattle of, of an institution, you know? And they gave us so much stuff. I and mean, not even just the Alien Day things with the shorts and everything, but just with the amount of new licensing opportunities that they gave for this franchise, with the social media uptick, with all the fan events, with inviting us to screenings, with getting us on these email lists, with giving us really amazing access to people within 20th Century Fox. We were on the phone with people from Fox multiple times last year. I know Clara was, and many of us were. 
Um, and, uh, and, and every time we did, they were so forthright and, and we had these conversations afterwards where we were like, is it like responsible of us to talk about everything that we just learned about? Because we got so much access to so many things that we knew like in the past would have been kind of top secret. And yet Fox was like, no, we want you to have access. We want to give the fans what they, what they're asking for. We don't want to put up this wall. And at the time I remember thinking, wow, like this is such a sort of a, uh, an about face for them. Because I, I I've always kind of associated with Fox with with being a little bit out of touch on this franchise, mm-hmm. and now I'm realizing that it wasn't that it was that they knew that their time was limited, and they saw how quickly this merger was going, and they saw how powerful Disney was, and I think they were trying to do with the time they had left some real right by this fandom, and and I feel tremendously grateful for that. They gave us the the best fandom year I think we have ever had. Honestly, I, I really feel like. The amount of coming together that happened in 2019 was just incredible. And now we're at this moment where it's sort of like the still before the battle starts, you know, and we're there's so much uncertainty. I mean, we have been trying to get in touch with people at Disney for so long now and having absolutely no luck. Mm-hmm. We have no clue what's happening with this franchise. We're seeing these assets sold. I mean, Claire was mentioning cold the uh, the studio being sold to this mobile game developer and then being sold again. And then Fox Next being it, it's unclear where that actually sits now and if Cold Iron is Cold Iron Studios is going to be separated from it or what's going on with that. And now there's no Fox in the title anymore, which of course is a very minor thing. But I mean, 20th Century Fox is like a Paramount or an MGM. It's it's or Warner Brothers. It's an enormous studio, yeah, with an incredible amount of history. I mean, every time you see Alfred Newman's theme play, like that, that is a cornerstone of, of 20th century global popular culture. And when we don't have that anymore, at least in the form that we had it, not saying it's a bad thing that they got rid of the Fox part, but I am saying that there is a huge changing of the guard happening with the people who are responsible for the future of this franchise. Disney is such a fucking juggernaut that we more than ever in the past, we have so little say, I would imagine at this point in what goes on. I have the sense that with Fox, that fan outrage and fan suggestions would at least kind of make their way and percolate in. Disney is going to do what Disney is going to do. And um, for most franchises that Disney has touched, that has been an incredible good thing. Regardless of whether or not you agree with the artistic direction the films have taken, the franchises have left much healthier than they were before. Star Wars is unbelievably profitable at this point. It's not like it was ever not profitable, but the amount of profitability is through the roof, right? When they when they bought Pixar, Pixar e- even grew. You know, when when they when they acquire things, they do an amazing job of uh, sustaining the business model, and I think that. Um, if I have faith in anything, I have faith in the stability of Disney, whether or not I agree with what direction they take. I think that this franchise has found a home that at least can sustain itself somewhat. And mm-hmm. what happens next is such an incredible mystery. I have to say, like, I have so many fundamental questions that I have no fucking clue about. I don't know what's going to happen now that, you know, I mean, because, you know, Disney puts out comic books. Disney puts out action figures. Disney manufactures these things for these companies that hold a license that have nothing to do with Disney. And those companies are also pumping shit out all the time now. And I'm a Titan books. Like what's going to happen with that? What's going to happen with dark horse? What's going to happen with NECA? What's going to happen with all these different things? There are so many things up in the air right now and nobody's telling us about it. Nobody's talking about what's going on. And, and it's freaky. I, I've, I was mentioning to Jamie, you know, we're trying to get a contact at dark horse now to help us with some things and nobody's returning my emails anymore. And I have no clue what's coming, but, um, but I do know this. I do know that we have this community and I do know that we have friends for life on this call 
listening to the show in Building Better Worlds, online, engaging. And that no matter what happens, no matter what direction things take, no matter what surprises are still out there, we've got each other. And that, honestly, is ultimately what it's all about, you know, that we have this community of people. And, uh, and so, you know, wherever this goes in the future, let's remember that. Let's be, let's be strong together and be excited together and take it as it comes. That's great, man. Yeah. Great, great, words. More. great words. Just to add to what I, I think the future of Alien really rests on not a committee writing a script, not a committee saying, let's make another movie. It rests on the shoulders of a dreamer, someone who has a story to tell, someone who has passion and grit and the the courage and the gumption to go to the studio or whoever and say, I have a story I'd like to tell. Will you let me tell it? That's where that's what should be. Whatever alien series or film should be, that's how it should be made because that's how it was made with the first two. But a couple of bright spots. Alien and Aliens, both special editions, have just been put on HBO. Um, we also have the book by Rinsler uh, on Aliens. Um, and that's coming in April, which is, of course, for Alien Day 2020. So I think those are some good things. Um, Alien and Aliens being on HBO signals to me that, of course, Disney's the one licensing. Disney's the one saying, yes, these need a home. And it's before they would put all of them on. They've only put the first two, which tells me this is they know that this is the direction. These two are brilliant. I mean, obviously, of course, a lot of us love Alien 3, but the reality is the first two were the most profitable. So I think that there's some bright spots. I think that there's some hope. It's just a matter of when. Um, and hopefully we, we hear something. Um, with that said, we should probably wrap the show. I know that we could talk for a while, but before we do, I just want to invite everybody back on to a, a great roundtable for our Prometheus series. Uh, everybody that's on here, I would love for you to come back on. Please say yes. I think it could be fun. Probably more towards the time where Patrick and I are ready to sort of give our full opinions on the show, on the film, because mm -hmm. we're we're approaching it like an archaeological dig. Let me think we, about that. Yes. I'm in. I'm in. Awesome. 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 But we're we're not approaching it like oh my god this movie this movie but we're really interested in drafts of the the script early drafts of the script what what it was before it became Prometheus, who Ridley Scott was before he decided to jump back into sci-fi. Like all of those things, all of those questions, we're going to be talking to Charles, Charles de la Zurica, who was there during the early stages before Prometheus was Prometheus, while Prometheus was Prometheus, during production, pre-production, post-production, just to get more of an insight as to what was going on and really trying to understand how that movie was made. And then the end, we'll sort of give a debrief with Patrick and I, and then we'd like everybody else to come on and also give their opinions because it's, it's a very interesting film. It's one of those really, I mean, yes, you have your factions of prequel groups, but largely, and I probably can say this pretty confidently, it's sort of like a resurrection where it's not talked about a lot. People talk about Covenant. People give Covenant a lot more love as it should be given. But it's a film that we felt like was worth exploring in a series in a respectful, honest way. So that's what's next for us after our Alien 3 soundtrack, which we'll re-record tomorrow. So thank you, everybody, for coming on. Yeah, Any good. final words, Patrick? I just wanted to... Yeah, I, I just wanted to um, say about... I think what would be most disappointing for me about the Alien franchise the way an alien franchise uh, would be handled is if Disney stayed silent on it um, to the fans and to 
because that was how Fox was for a long time. It's like, what's going on? We had, especially when you first start, when we first started the podcast, it was inspired by the Bloom Camp drawings, all that, and Fox was just kind of like, there was just nothing. It was most we weren't sure what was going on, um, you know, and I. I really want to believe that Disney is going to be a lot more communicative about what, you know, and because they were with The Force Awakens. I mean, we got a ton of stuff for, for those movies. We're um, kind of at that place now. Sorry to interrupt, but like we're kind of at that place now with the Alien fandom where Star Wars fans were back in 2013 when Disney bought mm-hmm. a Lucasfilm. You know, it's like, oh, what's next? Right. So I'm, I, but I, I, remain cautiously optimistic i i really do feel that it's in good hands i think they're waiting i'm hoping they're waiting until they have they're buying their basically buying their time or buying their time to release good information like to get people excited again about this franchise and they really do need someone a big name attached to it um to really bring i mean whether it's I would love Bill Nuve. I mean, Christopher Nolan. I I don't know if he'd want to do an R-rated movie, but he would be amazing to attach to the franchise. But I just, uh, but yeah, I just hope that Disney's very. I'm I'm I feel bad when you guys are saying that you guys have been trying to contact them for a while and you're not getting anything back. It's like, man, you know, can they just at least acknowledge you guys and um and know there's uh there's a strong fandom for these films and it, you know. But maybe they don't really have someone set up right now to, to, to respond, and they don't want to give, just say, oh, we don't know or something like that. You know, they want to wait till they have a uh, good info. But, um, but yeah, I'm really hoping we, we get some good news this year. And, um, but like Patrick was saying, we always have fandom. We always have each other, and uh, I think that's the most important thing. So yeah. Amen. Preach. Well, everybody, unless anyone has anything else, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks all to our listeners for listening to us for what is five years now. Thank you, Peter, for starting this show with me. Really, 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 truly. Um, The show is what it is because you started with me and you said yes. And Ryan for also saying yes. And Dave and Clara and Michael and Patrick. Thank you guys so much. And thank you also, a special shout out to, to those who couldn't be on tonight, like Inga, for example, um, just like somebody who has made the show so much more than, you know, it was uh, in the past in terms of our social media presence and fan engagement. People like Connor, who are just fomenting incredible conversations day in and day out. This this community is just unbelievably great, and we are so lucky to be a part of it. For more on Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, please visit perfectorganism.com. Perfect Organism is available for listen or download through Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Spotify. If you'd like to support the show, please visit perfectorganism.com forward slash support. Thank you.